Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I am an exercise physiology and nutrition professor, and I'm a former competitive bodybuilder. Hey, Rob Fortress Fortney here. I'm a former editor at Muscle Man International, former competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. Rob, it's chipper today. This is uh, Phil Stevens. I'm a strength coach. I run Lipper Hope, Strength Guild, I powerlift, do Highland Games, and a bunch of other various stuff. Well, I'm so excited, oh. though, uh, Phil, because huh? uh, you were up here in my neck of the woods there last week, and you and I, I know. you and I shared some grub and uh, yeah. had a good time. I mean, it was it was a good time. It was a short visit, but for me, you looked a lot. I, I, I the name missed me when I came in, but you were wearing that Superman shirt. And it, you looked a lot like Sloth of Goonies. It was great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> sloth from Goonies. Oh, man. Huh. The big frickin' that, and Sloth he, of he, uh, Chunk. He, uh, that guy was an NFL athlete, and he, yeah, uh, he he's gone now. Yeah. yeah. Gee, so, thanks. <laughs> it's not a compliment. <laughs> no, I know. I... Joining us again, uh, since we're still doing intros here, uh, joining us again, we, we got John Davies, which uh, you guys would all know from Renegade Training and... Gosh, I mean, so much stuff along the lines, sports performance training, you know, working with the NFL, soccer players, rugby players, skateboarder, surfing, yeah, you name it, he's done it type of thing. John, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, gentlemen. It, oh, yeah. It's a uh, funny game great. to have me here. Thank you. It's, it's fun times, so. Um, Lonnie, you had a little news? Yeah, I've got two bits of news quick before we, uh, <laughs> before we start yelling for people to get off our lawn. Strength and Muscle Sport News. Um, first of all, in Iron Radio News, um, the weight gain challenge, we issued that all the way back in January, and we said you had to the end of June. So man up, guys. Go against the grain and make uh, your post on the Facebook page. Who's done it? Well, Who's been able to put on 20 pounds? Remember, it was the road to 200 or plus, yeah. or plus 20. Uh, we got one yesterday. Right on. He hit 200.2 pounds. Woo! So... All right. Well, you know, that's one of the things that I want to bring uh, bring up to everybody, because I've got gifts to send out to people. Um, <laughs> I'm bribing you to improve yourselves. How about that? Is that, is that sad yeah. commentary? But, um, mm. The other one is I've also got uh, free gifts. If you remember, we were trying to encourage people to take uh, even just a cell phone picture of themselves outdoors. Get your butts outdoors. Find somewhere cool and do something physical. Take a picture of it. Um, really? Really? You know, and, and we're going to reward you for it. So show us the picture on the Facebook page. Um, and, you know, so that's the Iron Radio sort of contests. I guess we do um, weird contests compared to some people, but yeah. um, it's good stuff, solid stuff. Uh, the other one was a bit of science news here, and I'll just be quick. But have you guys heard about uh, antibiotics for back pain? This is all over the uh-huh. news. Apparently, I think it started with a uh, Danish study, but... Um, I got this out of uh, Guardian News here, um, partly written by Louisa Dillner and partly by uh, an Ian Sample. But it says antibiotics could cure 40% of chronic back pain patients. It says, let's see, up to 40% of patients with chronic back pain could be cured with the course of antibiotics rather than surgery, according to a medical breakthrough that one surgeon says is worthy of the Nobel. 
the shock finding means that scores of patients with unrelenting lower back pain will no longer face major operations, but can instead be cured with a course of antibiotics for around 114 pounds. Um, that's currency, folks. This is vast. We are talking about probably half of all spinal surgery for back pain being replaced by a course of antibiotics, says Peter Hamlin, a neurological consultant and spinal surgeon at University College in London. Um, specialists who work with back pain have long known, known that there was some sort of bacteria issue here. It says nearly half back pain patients test positive, more than 80 of these with apparently the same bacteria. It's the one known for causing acne. I guess it lurks around the roots of your teeth. Uh, and it can get in your bloodstream when you brush. Normally, it's, it's not a problem, but apparently if you get disc damage, you know, part of the normal healing process is blood vessels grow into the disc, and then they carry in the bacteria, and I guess that causes the chronic pain. It says, in a second paper, scientists proved they could cure the chronic back pain with a 100-day course of antibiotics. God, I think what that would do to, your, to the bacteria in your gut. Uh, but anyway, 100-day course of antibiotics... Uh, in a randomized trial, the drugs reduced pain in 80% of the patients who suffered for more than six months and had signs of damaged uh, vertebra under MRI scans. So, I don't know. Keep your uh, eyes peeled for that instead of rushing for the knife. Um, yeah. I don't know. It seems like bacteria is being blamed for a whole lot of things. Arthritis, um, lots of things now. So, anyway. Uh, so, you know, my question would be how much of that is now the fact that God, society and kids are so frickin' pampered, and they put, you know, everybody's bleaching this and putting sanitizer on that, and they, they you know, their own immune system can't fight it now. Um, That's funny you say that, Phil, because I just read something last week, and I don't have a reference for it here, sue me, but uh, that, yeah, that apparently all the allergies that you see in young people, one mm -hmm. of the things about that is that we're so sanitized, our immune systems don't have the same constant battle against bacteria so we start getting inappropriate reactions like allergy it's just a theory but it's kind of long lines what you're saying uh, it also goes if you're if you're running towards that idea one of the classic if you want to call it uh, old world cures for allergies and I've been and I don't make any claim to own this I, it's probably many hundreds of years is in the morning starting your day with not honey from a local source with a, you know, this is long before people considered organic, organic, um, a lemon squeezed in it with warm water. It was drank daily. And in many places where I coach, where you have athletes who have concern over allergies with cut grass and whatnot, that cures the problem without really um, any money spent. Yeah. There's so many of these issues are really solved with old traditional reliefs. You know, John, we were just talking about that. We had a family discussion uh, just like two days ago, and that's ex that was sort of the topic. How many things that you can work on, that you can fix, like we had it right before. Cod liver oil, my grandma used to give to people. You know, I still, every, every, every morning I take cod liver oil. I, I've stopped. I've posted these for probably a year, and now and then I'll come on and ask people, do you do any of these, or do I release another 50 of these things that you just don't do? Yeah. And it's just, well, you know, it, most of the, I, I've said this before, I think most of our uh, grandparents, grandpapa and grandmama, would be, would have the best amount of information available 
on any bestseller list, but they wouldn't get read because it doesn't have the sizzle of this pithy area. Pithy. It's true. I, that was one. Of the, I was just going to say. I think it's it's technology. We you know we sort of we have to jump on the new stuff uh, because it's yeah. it's trendy or it's techy, and we're sort of wetting technology badly. A lot of the old stuff. I mean, we were just talking yesterday about feeding cornstarch. I guess it kills ants because they they eat it, they can't digest it, and it you know keeps them away from your house. And how much better is that if you got a pooch? Than to put a bunch of chemical along the side of your house, you know something that's. Uh, how many how many people out there used a, a distilled vinegar, baking soda, lemon in their and, and tea tree oil and they're cleaning around their homes as opposed to the concoction that they buy at their big box store that is going to destroy the water table of our communities long past we are dust and that forever to put in question of actually the nutritional values of the food that come out of our earth. Yep. You know, they, I, no, I, I know I, a guy yeah. at the university, he, that, he's an analytical chemist, and that's what he does. He looks at what, for example, antibacterial soap, the residues, how it wreaks havoc in lakes and streams. You know, what happens to it later when you wash it down the drain? It's, like, it's, it's horrendous, and, and it, it's, it's the information that many of your listeners will not want to hear because then they have to go look in their own community and see whether or not, or, or regional, re- relative community, and see whether or not the best foods and the organic foods that they can buy, whether or not the nutritional value really is equivalent to, let's say, scientific studies of another era. Yeah. Well, my wife will love this part of the show, because that's, you know, that's one of the things we started doing when we moved here. We make She makes everything from our own freaking laundry detergent to our toothpaste to our cleaners. Wow. And it's all stuff like you just said. It's vinegar and lemon and baking soda. I've done that. My and it's it, I've done that my entire life, and it, it is actually and I know Lonnie would have a good chuckle with this from a dietitian standpoint. It's actually kind of funny in the standpoint that we're at this period and the magic of 2013, and we tell people you should get up in the morning and do some exercise and then have your breakfast. Wow. Yeah. So what we're talking of post. Uh, 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 the agrarian society and doing your morning chores before you sit down for oatmeal. Yeah, wow, that, that's really earth-shattering information. <laughs> <isn't it>? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. No, and that's you know on that same topic line there of the you know it was one of the neat things when I lived in Thailand was you know there was actually a big push from the government to to not lose a lot of the old world cures that. You know the the population knew, and of the aging people, you know the ladies that go out and pick herbs and stuff to, to heal heal stuff. There was a big push by them to preserve that in the culture. Oh yeah, um, and we don't have that here. Well, I know you, you. Well, it's here's one of the big problems because you have to consider where here is. Uh, but it's it, it's like you have a, a big group of uh, people who are trying to put on put on weight, correct? And you're you've got this. It sounds like a really fun initiative online, correct? Yeah. yeah. How many people are going to say, what I'd like you to do now is I'd like you to pick something up from the ground. We'll call that deadlifting, and that's really complicated. Um, and, and by the way, people, I'm annoying beyond belief. Um, we'd like you to overhead <laughs> squat, and what I'd like you to do is drink raw milk. Now, I know in some areas uh, listeners won't be able to get raw milk, but you go out and start drinking. You start pulling something off the ground, putting something over your head, and drinking raw milk. 200 pounds is not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. Um, is that on the, it on the news, Lonnie? And if so, then uh, 
let's start talking training because that's been you know we've had a lot of fun talking training lately. And, uh, the games. Oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I know that was brief, but let's let's go to break really quick, and when we come back, okay. uh, you'll get into the topic. How about that? Okay, that sounds good. Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry, and on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, we'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, you can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, it's Lawnman7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So... Uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website, and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us in other media, and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks. Hi, this is Dr. Lowry with an update on the protein book that you hear about in the ad at the end of the show. Uh, if you simply Google CRC Press in protein, uh, there's a new development. On the right side of the page, you can see ebook, and there's a purchase slash rent option. And the cool thing here is if you check that out now, because they have an agreement with Vital Book, uh, you can actually download the ebook for 69 US dollars. So that's 31% off the 99.95 uh, cover price. So that's pretty fantastic. $69, I think that's gonna drop it into the affordable range for a lot of people. And you can even rent it. Uh, lower down the page, they have 180 day rentals and one year rentals. So you can access the book in electronic format and get some of this juicy information. So thanks. Fix of Iron Radio. In addition to being a popular institute on iTunes, we are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once per week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. All right, we're back, and, um, you know, we're going to hit a couple topics, but I think one of the fun ones, you know, me and, me and John have had some nice conversations lately, and, you know, one of them has been on training, and then we're also going to hit on kind of, uh, it'll probably just segue right into it, the kind of the state of the industry and this and that, because they, they play together. Um, but, you know, we've been talking a lot about just how there's a lack of fun in training, and, you know, when when we started it, you know, we did it because we actually wanted to, and now we're for the first time we're in a society that's, you know, there, there's no fun in it, and it's like it's you're having to force people to get out and be active. It's drudgery. Um, it's a drudgery to most people. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas you know, for me, it's it's I, I enjoy doing things like oh hey I got to go cut wood, and it's sure I get to you know I get to heat my house with it, 
but it's also just healthy physical activity at the same time. And, you know, for everybody else, it's like, oh, my God, you know, or to change my own oil on my truck. It's like, holy crap. You know, that's <laughs> you're such an archaic guy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, sometimes I think we're going to lose any ability to function in a reasonably natural state, you know, um, yeah. because we're so dependent, interdependent. You know, I mean, I don't want to start sounding too Buddhist here because you're always interdependent, but you know what I mean. It's um, it's uh, we're so technologically dependent. We, we, when, it we become, when it comes to like cleaning your toilet, like, like you guys are saying, or, you know, it's a natural state to be able to, like John was saying earlier, it, you know, weigh 200 pounds, um, eat a lot of food, you know, drink whole milk, uh, lift the heavy things. These are the kinds of things. And you can have fun doing this stuff, too. And there was an element to that in some of the old muscle mags, I think. And, and, you for, know? and, and for that matter, if you didn't want to weigh 200 pounds, and let's say you wanted to weigh uh, uh, 160 pounds. You know, be, you know, if that's a, it's not difficult to gain musc muscle. It's not difficult to lose fat. But you have to have two things. You have to have a few things that are remarkably empty in in our society today. You have to have order. You have to have control. You have to have discipline. Discipline. You also have to have respect for yourself, appreciate life, and and and, and for that matter. Be understanding that things worth having are worth working for. Yeah. No. And you know, you also need the latest ebook <laughs> to go along with that. <laughs> yeah. A little dry there. I think John's rubbing off on you. <laughs> yeah, it's just I was waiting for that. That's absolutely true. And, and most of these things are extraordinarily simple, but modern yeah. society and and for probably the first time in our history, in man's history, you can look at not generations as a generational gap, but you can look at things from technology gaps, where you have different advances in technology where you're separating errors by three and five years. So that this era now, this era now is used to being able to see things on a video within a, within a few minutes. And yeah. they're not interested in learning and it's not necessarily a generation, but it is a culture. It's a it's every age group is guilty of it. Yeah, of immediacy, entitlement. Let me bitch as a as an old uh, teacher for a minute. Uh, there's so much effort to entertain students now and treat them like customers. Uh, but you know, sometimes a 19 year old doesn't always know everything that's best for him. I'm just saying. Uh, and so I'm always like, well, I can understand doing different kinds of classroom activities, laboratory activities, critical thinking, fine. But at some point, damn it, sit down and have the discipline to listen to a lecture for, you know, 45 yes. or 60 minutes. I mean, that's no, the that's... old way. It's an efficient way and it works. And, you, and I hear university presidents say stuff like we can't be wed to the lecture format. We have to be entertaining. I'm like, wait a minute. My job is not always to entertain. You know what I mean? Sit down and listen to the damn lecture. I've got something important to tell you here. You know? and, and sadly, and sadly, our, our, in, 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 in its silverback bravado, arrogance, the exercise industry likes to, like to pound its chest that a breeding big, tough, men or whatever you want to call it, right, and discipline and all these things, it's doing anything but that because yeah. it reaffirms the lack of appreciation and respect for authority so that you have to. So now you're in a situation, what I do is I tell people you're not allowed to record events. 
and I will put nothing on DVD. What I expect yeah. you to do is bring a proper tablet and pencil. Yeah. And if you don't take notes, it won't be repeated. Well, and I'll tell you, John, the one of the benefits of that is learning goes on between this, you know, the audio going in the person's ear and then the That's pencil right. moving on the paper. They have and to then what I'd like you to do, and then what we'll do afterwards, we're going to sit down like we did many a year ago at a cafe, and we're going to discuss the class, and you're going to hypothesize it, but you're going to debate what went on, and you're going to do something that no one expects you to do anymore. Think. Yeah. Thinking is uncomfortable. Life is not a Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. You know? as, I told, as I told someone many years ago in the exercise industry, just as the Internet was taking off, and he was very scientific, and he was having a debate with this person ongoing about something, and the person was jumping off the board as far as different things that were going on, and he was referencing the Soviet Union. He was trying to correct him, and I said, by the way, since I know this individual, uh, because he's traded emails with me, you're having a debate with a 14-year-old. <laughs> he's, he's doing what you don't understand. Google. Uh, yeah. No, I'm talking about what were you going to ask? Bill, I was just going to say, because you know, we're always comparing how you know, what I do as a teacher and what you do as a coach is so similar. Mm -hmm. Do you see that sort of sense of entitlement or immediacy out of the people who come see you, or do, they, do you quickly disabuse them of that? Yeah, no, it's it's... I don't see it a lot. I mean, I think the people that come to me know how I am. And, like, even at my I, – I do my seminars the same way. I've never done a DVD, and I've, I've never done a book. It's like I'm going to talk, listen, and write it down. Um, and then I do the same thing. I leave a lot of time. We'll leave, like, four hours at the end where, okay, let's sit down and talk about what we learned today and any more questions and stuff. And But that's the way I learned. You know, I went to nine years of college, and, you know – I, I I had to go to every class because I'm somebody that learns from lecture, and I would my notes would be pages and pages long. Just show up, uh, yeah, yeah. You just show up and, and listen. Yeah. Um. So no, I, I don't get a lot of that, but I'm lucky because I I'm not a I'm not a 24 hour fitness type guy. But you're so you're either going to fit into my mold or you're going to go away. Well, but that that's also a 2013 situation because your your clientele have been qualified. In other words they either are going to uh, appreciate what you have to say and attend your events or, or, or consult with you, or they're not. Yeah. They're qualified. Yeah. It's, it's a very different, that's what I meant, the technological advances now where yeah. that anyone can be referenced at a split second yes. or, for that matter, have their information stolen in a split second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, geez, it's, it, you know, we were talking about, you know, the education system the other day and how, you know, everything is at their fingertips now. So if I wanted to learn information, I had to go to the library, and you'd get in that card folder, and you'd have to search for this. And, be and, and before the listeners think that we are assaulting, let's say, someone under the age of 22, no, this is not a generational thing. Contrary to a recent article that talked of a generation of me, no, it's a culture of me. Because I don't see anyone over the age of 45 when they decide to post a song on YouTube saying, I think what I ought to do now is send a royalty payment to the artist who actually created that. And how about the record company? Because yeah. they're just stealing. No matter what they're doing, they're stealing, and they won't even. It's this culture of me. And then you have these other people. Well, I don't have to go to a university anymore. What I can do is I can attend this class, or I can read this book, and all of a sudden, I am an expert. Yes. 
Really? And, you know, you, you feed this right back into the training world, and that's what's created this... Beast. Yeah, yeah. and it's everything should be done in 30 seconds. The culture, and it's, the culture of mediocrity where the extremely average teach the average to be nothing more than average, and then they reward it. And the overuse, and I've talked about this a lot, the overuse and abuse of the words like coach and elite. And for God's sakes, everybody is elite now. Yeah, Phil, let me pick uh, up on that because just like <laughs> just like the word elite gets overused, uh, you know, right, or, you know, coach, when I grew up, coaches were like revered guys who would, yes. you know, better at what I was doing than I am. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, more import- and more importantly, more importantly than the, the difference is, they weren't exercise instructors. They were people who changed our communities. Yes. You know, that the fact of wearing a team's crest would get you, you would just tingle. And the mm-hmm. fact of being picked out by your coach leader was virtually, I don't know, being singled out uh, at, at, at church for doing a great task. You, you, were, you were looking at someone who changed communities, as opposed to someone said, Bravo, you just did a power clean great because you did a hundred reps of them relatively horribly, but that's fine. Because we're average. Well, what I was going to say along those same lines is uh, I think we also need to appreciate an element of realism. There's so much hyperbole, like we were saying elite, you know, and this and that. I mean, like you're saying, you know, somebody they – uh, I don't know, they, they get mildly muscular, maybe it's God-given, and they're already an expert with their own ebook, and everything's so self-aggrandizing, you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. I think that's one of the things people say, why do you guys keep doing Iron Radio? Because it's the opposite of that, yeah. because it's information to try to, you know, for people who are wise enough to catch on, swim against the stream a little bit, appreciate realistic gains in strength and size, and, you know, Rob, I don't want to point a finger at, you know, editors and everything, but look through the 80s and 90s and muscle mags, and even now it's so bad it's just chaos. Everything was hyperbole. Everything was put two inches, of, you know, on your guns in two weeks and add slabs yeah. and slabs of muscle, you know, well, that, overnight, you know. That's the great problem that the public isn't aware of, the fact that the industry itself is – one that is based upon marketing and this massive group, this enormous group of log rolling and inner group and inner inner sanctum. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with reality. It is completely opposite of the goals of exercise, which contrary to what other people believe, it doesn't mean you have to be, oh, I don't know, let's say it's 2013. I can be the person who does the burpees, which, by the way, they do them poorly. Um, I can do the most burpees in 10 minutes. Okay, so you are now a burpee specialist. Wonderful. Um, but it, none, of it, none of it satisfies the goal of adding value to your life. Because honestly, I don't care if you're a world champion power lifter or you love high lie playing high lie with your friends. As long as you are having a good time, it's adding value to your life, Maybe you're having a positive influence upon your community. Wonderful. Yeah. It's, and that's that's a case of, you know, I think that's also where 20 years ago even, there wasn't all this infighting between different sects of athletes as there is now in the fitness industry. It's like if you're if you're this, you've got to hate this because I'm the, you know, there was it's it's so divided now whereas years ago 
an athlete appreciated an athlete for being an athlete because it because it goes back to this very peculiar whether or not they whether they consciously know the log rule or they're simply a dumbed down group that doesn't that needs to feel part of a tribe if you want to call it that they don't do anything let's be quite honest you know, if you want to go out, go out and have some fun, because I do this all the time. I invite people in the exercise world, hey, let's go do something uh, with your social media. As you all know, what happens? Yeah. Actually, you know, pardon the grammatical, you know, um, what happens is nothing. Because that's what the exercise world does. It does nothing. The greatest motivational tool in the exercise world now is just like they've all grown up, and they, uh, they like to live their life. Their mantra is an LMFO song. They go to the gym to work out. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, lads. Brilliant. <laughs> you go to the gym to work out. And there's nothing wrong with exercising. We all know that. But did, is it going to do something for your life? No. Maybe you want to, maybe some of you want to say, you know, what I'd like to do, Bill chops wood, I chop wood. Maybe you're chopping wood for your local church. Maybe you're chopping wood for your local friends who need wood in the winter. Maybe you're going for horseback riding uh, with the local kids. Have something that enjoys a part of your life. Be physical. Get outside. Do something. Yes. As opposed to, what, going to the gym so you can take a a mere shot of yourself with, by the way, the toilet in the background so that you can post on Facebook. And because you have no self-esteem, you need someone to like it. Yeah. Really? So you're big and strong. (laughs) John, you're a sociologist, an online sociologist. (laughs) No, it's it's true, though. I mean, that's what, I mean, I don't know where I learned it a long time ago. Lonnie's heard me talk about it. You know, it's, uh, I called it constructive cardio. You know, at one point it was like, hey, I want to get some conditioning in, so what did I do? I went and built my mom and dad a pond by hand with a shovel. That's right, yeah. You know, and, hey, let's do this. I want to do something good. So we throw a charity event, leukemia. Uh, and people are like, you're so giving. No, I don't, th- I'm, I'm human. <laughs> you know, I don't see it as something like, I'm not doing this stuff for, well, I think, to be revered. I think that what a lot of people overlook is they, they look at that sort of thing like a chore, but then you yourself have said, hey, every spring, you know, the fat just sort of comes off. Well, that's not yeah. an accident. <laughs> you know no. I mean, that's yeah. a byproduct, but it's a beneficial one of what yeah. you're doing, you know. None of us, so, but I don't even consider it exercise. You know, well, I, I, I want to do and something I should do. I probably, you know? I probably walk 15 kilometers a day, not because I'm going for my walk or I've decided, well, why don't I just drive to the gym to walk on a treadmill? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Why don't I do? No, you go through it. Why don't you, if you live in an urban area, why don't you decide to ride a bicycle? Maybe you'll meet some friends. Yeah. Maybe you'll stop at the little cafe and, and have your whatever uh, with some people. Be part of your community. That's what exercise was. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. And my clients look at me sometimes like I'm crazy when they first come in here. And, you know, I tell them, so I need to lose some extra weight. What do I do besides the training you're doing here? And, you know, I refuse to have somebody pay me to watch them walk. Um, you know, but I tell them, get out and walk. And they're like, well, how fast? What, what should my heart rate be? And then it's just go walk yeah. and enjoy <laughs> it. And, it's, you know, do it for enjoyment. And, honestly, the results are better. If you go out there and just have some fun and do it, and yeah. what happened well, to the days when... As an exercise physiologist, right, they're going to... It's like when you walk, 
you know, you don't have to have your fingers against your carotid and, and timing this. And, you know, if you're a healthy person, you know, you're going to be walking between three and five miles an hour. For God's sake, if it's more than five, it's going to be a jog, you know, and if it's slower, well, it's going to be a crawl. So just go walk. Will you please just go walk, you know? And there doesn't have to be this greater internal purpose to everything. That's Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I keep going back to this. I, I, I tell this to people over and over again. In in a in a, a time long ago and far away, sport echoes well. Sport does echo society, but had the ability to improve our society, which we all know that has long since abandoned. And exercise was meant to improve the quality of our life. Mm-hmm. Every so often, I post a photo on my Facebook wall of a little place that men landed not too long ago called Normandy for a moment much bigger than ours. And I can tell you one thing. They weren't thinking of whether or not they were fatigued. Yeah. Now what we have is this culture, Ignore, forget about the ages, because it, it, it goes across all generations, that doesn't like to be active. And so what you have to do is you have to think of a micro level of the groups that are interested, and that's how you provide them value is what Phil does. But the rest of them, they haven't, they haven't quite captured it. And the exercise industry constantly bows to it and works into it the same way, never on once embracing the idea of the much bigger market of saying, what we can do is improve the quality of our lives, not simply physically, but every element of society. Yeah. Back to the... Um the idea about instant gratification and guys and you know going into the gym and what they're doing in the gym is not what used to be done in the gym you know um i think that's one of the reasons the dietary supplement industry has caught on so much because rob has said before that you know before they even get their gym membership or on the same day they'll go down to the gnc and then buy you know all these things it's going to get them you know the two inches on their guns by next thursday you know and that's one of the things where i think some of the guys like you know, Tate and Wendler and those guys, they have much more realistic. They're preaching sobriety in a way, you know, as far as realistic time frames and that kind of stuff. But I think the whole supplement thing, I always disappoint uh, students sometimes when they say, you know, what's more important, diet or exercise? And I'm like, well, you got to move. That's what makes it all happen. That's the stimulus. And they want to hear that it's something that they can swallow, you know, as opposed to something that they can – that's going to require effort or discomfort. Uh, but the truth is, I mean, there's a certain element of masochism to it maybe, but the effort and the discomfort are part of why it's good in the end. You know, it's why yeah. the physical activity and the effort is good in the end. I think also, I think also this essential, and, and, and I, it goes back to an event a number of years ago I had, and a person kept using these ridiculous phrases like, oh, this is so evil. And I was going, what's wrong with you? What is terribly wrong with you? Are you so dumbed down that everything is satire for you? Can you say anything without a satirical reference? Is your greatest goal, you know, is your exercise knowledge shaped from, because mommy and daddy didn't have any time from you, from watching A, Johnny Rambo, Conan the Barbarian, or Sarah Connor? Terminator. Um, is it, is, are you that 
dumbed down that you've got to use these phrases. No, exercise is not meant to be painful. There's a lot difference between painful. Phil and I can go through some of our injuries. Uh, and trust me, painful, there's a little difference in saying painful when you wake up in a hospital room and you see white above you and people looking at you like, my God, you just came back. So there's a little <laughs> difference than that from, it's a muscular pump, son. That's not pain. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a big difference between pain. But the other thing is, so, so exercise is supposed to be fun. And part of the idea of fun is that it's a challenge. And I like challenges. I enjoy challenges. I, 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 I'm, I, despite my general idea that most people think I'm an arrogant SOB, I don't mind failing and getting back up because I know I'll always get back up. Now, what's happened here? The exercise industry is completely void. It's derelict of its duties. It has absolutely no responsibility. And for all its puffed up wisdom, and really it keeps pounding its chest like it's a silverback, it's um, it's pretty futile. Effort. Its effort is pretty futile. It's pithy, actually. Not futile. It's a pithy effort because all it's trying to do is sell something. Deep down inside, it's always getting to sell something, whether or not it's trying to sell yeah. credibility or another useless product. The, the one saving grace, in my opinion, of the exercise industry of the last, let's say, 20 years is actually the advancements in supplementation. Because mm. this is not exactly like I'm having my protein shake. Ooh, I'm going to put some brewer's yeast in here, and I'm going to take 60 desiccated liver. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. You know, like, yeah. Let's be honest, right? No, it, it's yeah. true, and I think... Um, but it's largely being wasted on... Well, it's got to go with effort, you know, and that that's yeah, yeah, that's the exactly. purpose, right? Is to is to live, you know, this um, aggressive physical kind of, you know, um, effort based and have fun with it, you know, kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Then, yeah, cash in on all this fantastic nutritional support, you know, with some of the the proteins are better, you know. I mean, God, yeah. even back in the early '90s, I couldn't find um, protein powders that were lactose free. I mean, that might shock some listeners right now, but it's true. You, it was very hard to do some of that kind of stuff around, you know, 89, 90. Um, and, you know, but now we, we do have a wide variety of stuff, and some of it d- does have an impact. I mean, creatine has like a 75% consensus, uh, you know, that it helps with either singular effort strength or repeat muscular performance. That's that, It's got more data behind it than most drugs, you know. So, I mean... There are specialty supplements and what we would consider food supplements like fish oils or, uh, uh, you know, different kinds of protein that they are vastly different. You know, you can concentrate them. You can take out what's best, uh, you know, the best fractions of this or that. And, you the, know, sad and part, support the, sad yourself. Part of this, the sad part of this, and this is obviously, you, you have to understand there's, uh, I mean, I work truly in a global marketplace. So you have to understand for listeners that there's, there are extensive differences by region, right? There's a little bit difference to, for instance, having an event where the group of you, you know, cross-country ski five, ten kilometers to come to start to the event, mm. right? There, there's you, You're talking about a radically different area. So there is difference on regions. The, but the sad part about this is that the probably the majority of listeners, the majority of listeners are constantly inundated with marketing efforts and really extraordinarily, extraordinarily um, corrosive marketing efforts where they, they have this idea of what they should be doing in exercise and it's all based upon some sort of branded 
product. Yeah. Something. As opposed to, I'm going to, let's just say I am going to do the gym. As opposed to buying, you know, as opposed to going out and buying your plastic weight set that probably, you know, your 125-pound weight set uh, and learning how to do power cleans and squats in your in your garage or your backyard and deciding, wow, learning a burpee really isn't that complicated. Um, and doing calisthenics at home, no, they have to go to the gym and have someone cheer them on. Yeah. Yay. And... Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, and even beyond that, and then go, like you were saying, then post it and get lots of people to like the photo. <laughs> Motivation for the unmotivation and for, for an era of affirmation where mommy and daddy didn't love me enough, so I need people to like. I'm very, I'm, very, I, I'm honored to help motivate people, and I'll provide them direction. But come on, people, let's shoot for a, a little bit higher. Let's not try to be so remarkably average. You really do, and Phil and I have flirted that razor's edge far too many times. You really do come around once. Tomorrow <laughs> isn't going to, you know, yesterday is not going to happen again. Tomorrow is going to come quickly. So if you don't know, uh, you know, Phil, I think I have a general idea where if you're from, if you don't know what it's like not too far to get to and, and, and shoot the Colorado Rapids, guess what? You know, they're not going to be there. You can't go back and do it tomorrow or yesterday. Yeah. Do it. There's mountains. No, yeah. I mean, things to do. But, you know, again, we're, we're in a society now that, they want everything yesterday. They feel like they're entitled to it, but they're also afraid to put themselves out there at the same time and try anything because they're afraid of failure. Um, and that's a, I got I got several well let's say likes because that's a Ooh. fun word in this in this. Uh, did you get a heart? Did episode. you ever get any heart signs with that? By the way, but yeah, but uh, oh. you know I got hate mail on I I posted reposted an article that talked about the wussification of the Western world. Um, and it was, you know, it all filtered around, you know, how, you know, things like, you know, now in schools there's participation awards and this and that. Like, everybody, oh, you all get the same award because you try. And, you know, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly against that. There is no, there, there should be no award for the best trier. You know, it just, it breeds a world of mediocrity. Right. Trying, you, know, Phil, you should, I got, I got a you huge. You should frickin' try. You should want to try. Yeah. I, I, I got a huge whiff of that. I was taking um, a course for my dietetics license. And by the way, it was in a course that I was already teaching at the university. Um, that's beside the point. But the point is, there was a section on size acceptance. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand there are, there's a certain percentage of the population where obesity is a much bigger struggle than it is for other people. But it had gone so far, it started to sound like what you're saying. You know, everybody gets first place. It's like, no, you can acknowledge everybody for participating, but everybody can't be better than everybody else. I mean, quantitatively, no. that's not possible. And it's the same thing with some of the size acceptance things. You know, um, uh, what was one of the – there were some phrases that were getting thrown around, and I'm like, that's not accurate. As a biologist, I'm telling you, this is an inflammatory state. You know, it's a, a, a diabetic-like state. There are issues here uh, that are going to shorten people's lifespans, and you can't – you can't embrace it to the point that you're actually championing it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, p- listeners know that we are not all, you know, um, <laughs> looking at our abs in the mirror every day. That's not the kind of people we are. But at the same time, you know, you could go too far with the everybody, everybody's, you know, happy and everybody wins kind of thing. Yes. You know, it's just it's no, breeding it's a world of mediocrity. I mean, I'm looked at like crazy. You know, I if my daughter tries something. She goes out on her frickin' dirt bike. I say, take this jump. She's five. People look at me like I'm crazy for letting her do that. And then she wrecks. And I'm like, oh, you did great. You, you tried it. You went out there and tried it, but you didn't do it. You know, we got to do better next time. They're like, well, oh, my God. Right. You know, No, she doesn't get a frickin' award. I'm going to tell her, you know, I'm teaching her reality, too. Right. But great effort. Time. Great effort. I, but... I congratulate right. her for the effort, but I'm not going to give her a frickin' prize. Right, because it's not you accomplished. Know, you, don't get a, you don't get a gold medal for trying, hey, ben, and you ben, never should. Ben Franklin you... said, applause waits on performance or something like that. And, you know, I always thought, hallelujah, you know, because that's... And the other thing with that, Lonnie, is the fact that... The the what exercise the exercise industry is doing it is it's a very interesting again I, I find it very corrosive. What it does is it pulls people into obsessions, mm-hmm. oh, remarkable yeah. obsessions. Like I would love, and I told Phil. First of all, I I don't want to even coach at half the institutions I did because first of all, you'd have to you know I wouldn't want to see you on if it was an academic institution. You're not allowed to be on campus without a college shirt. Okay, if you don't have a college shirt, you're suspended. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you come into my meetings and you at one time take your feet off the ground, both feet off the ground, i.e., cross your legs, you're done. If your academic standings are poor, you're at done. And what I want to do is have an announcement that you are suspended for X amount of weeks because this is an academic institution. And guess what? You get no favors because little Johnny can kick, catch, throw, or whatever a ball. You are an athlete, and that's it. That doesn't make you any better than the person uh, who is not an athlete. So you're going to have to. So I'd like to see someone say, you know what? I'm so obsessed about exercise, but you know, I also um, I, I I also read uh, the Count of Monte Cristo last night, and I couldn't put mm-hmm. uh, I didn't put it down. <laughs> No, exactly. No, I mean, so they, 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 they get so derailed on these things, they're just teaching their obsessions. So they're, all they can do is being, wow, so I'm doing great by trying. Well, actually what you're doing is you're, you're performing this horribly. So, And as a coach now, as, as a modern-day coach, I no longer teach order, discipline, and respect. I'm going to allow you to do these poorly because the truth is all I really want is the PAP, the magic of the exercise industry pre-authorized payment. Mm-hmm. I really want the PIP. So I'm going to tell you, hey, you know what? You still haven't performed a burpee correctly, and I won't be able to figure out how you're supposed to do explosive movement submaximally for endurance. Uh, no one can figure out what that is. But I want your PIP, so I'm going to tell you you do great. Yeah. It's, all, it's all a shill. It's all a shell game. Well, I'll t- one of the things that I sometimes think about is when we're talking about Facebook and everybody putting themselves out there and looking for, you know, affirmations and whatnot, is failure to many people is considered bad marketing. You know, they're after self-aggrandizing, self-marketing, uh, and sometimes these people don't even have anything to sell except themselves. You know, they just want, you know, uh, accolades. They just want a- adulation. But failure is bad marketing. You know, so and that's unfortunately 
the kind of stuff that you have to fight against a little because you're going to fail on your way to a goal. You know, you're going to need some kind of support. There's that stern instructor. You know, I was exposed to a lot of Eastern kinds of thinking when I was young. You know, no, here, you know, and if you do something wrong, no, here, you know, and they would demonstrate something. And that's all you got. You you didn't get a lot of like in judo. We didn't even lift each other up after a throw. You know, that would be considered um, calling each other weak in a sense. And you can call that macho if you want, but that's not how it was. It was built into a certain culture that was you know, respectable. And then when you were singled out for something good, it was an honorable event. And you're like, wow, I must have really earned that because I've just been told no, you know, a hundred thousand times, you know. But anyway, I just wanted to make a comment about that whole thing with when everything is self-advertising, you know, then people are afraid to even try or, you know, they're going to exaggerate or they're an expert right away and all this kind of thing. And they're not going to share the human side. They're not going to the reality of it but that's what makes it worthwhile you know as as you get there not everybody gets there and i think phil in your gym maybe you get away with that in a lot of ways because you know you're pulling 800 pounds off the floor so people can't it's like like i was saying with my old instructors they could do things i couldn't do well you can do things you know that your people can't uh right now and you know and so but that's you're you're teaching by example as much as you are by anything else and if they watch you miss a lift they also watch you fight back through an injury or you know, or even just a failed attempt or whatever, and then make it happen in the end. You know, but that's not the that's not the pretty picture that a lot of these gurus sell, right? Because they they're almost they want they want to separate themselves. I'm way up here, everybody else is way down here, and if you're lucky, I'll descend from on high and grace you with my presence, kind of thing. You know, but n- never the no, reality yeah. of it. You know, the grim sometimes grim reality of it. Of course, and you know every. Every, um, this isn't sexist, this is a, you know, every man that walks in my gym, I tell him, you know, I'm going to make you as strong, and my, as strong as I can, and my goal is to make you stronger than me. Yeah. I, you know, I said this isn't sexist, it's a reality, women aren't going to be as strong as me. Um, it's, it's not a sexist thing. But I said, but I also tell him, you're going to have to fucking fight for it. Because I'm not going to let you have it. The harder, the closer you get to me, it's just going to drive me more. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to hand it to you, it ain't going to be easy, you know. But that's that's the real world. The real world isn't easy. Everything's not given to you. There's pain in the real world. Yeah. Well, and know? that's and mutually supportive competition. Competition is not yeah. the same thing as enemy. You know, it's yeah. not the same no. thing at all. Because I'm going to cheer for you when you're trying to beat me. Yeah. And then I'm going to step up and I'm going to put five more pounds on and beat you. Or or fall down trying and end up, you know, blowing blood vessels in my eyes and a little poop in my pants. But, um, <laughs> you know... But that's that's healthy, you know. That's fun. I mean, some of the best times I have is when, you know, a bunch of guys get together and, you know, let's see what we can do. What are we going to do today? Well, let's try this. That, that's you know? that's the old corner of that's the, <laughs> that's the old corner of the iron game. That in truth, that in truth, as we know, really doesn't exist except for little pockets, micro level, because as we we can all attest, this. Modern day iron game is not. It's not friendly. It's not. It's not a good among relationship amongst people. Mm-hmm. You you know the public if they don't understand this is that there is pithy there is pithy infighting and log rolling as people try to carve up small amounts of money. Yeah, and, and, and that's within that there's, money. There's there's no one there's no one in the exercise industry um, who isn't answer who is, is saying oh yeah. 
um, this product, uh, you know, yielded me, and they come up with a number that's got six, seven zeros behind it. Yeah. No, they're they're talking about a small market product, and and honestly, I can go over that endlessly as I hear all these people blab about these numbers. That well, if that's the case, then why don't I see any visible signs of wealth? Yeah. I, I don't oh. see. I don't see it. Yeah. yeah, John. You know, I was just talking the other day about how um, in you know the food industry, um, I much rather consult for a dairy council or an egg board or you know that sort of thing or uh because there there's large amounts of money <laughs> with with in the food industry and in the fitness industry comparatively there's nothing no there's no really it's nothing spare change I, I matter of fact what i did gentlemen so that there's never any confusion of, of myself now i rarely post something with a with a uh a sales uh tag or link to it now uh and i changed so that my pricing is my pricing now is it's a hundredfold of of what anything on the market is. In other words, I only want someone serious. I'm not going to try to sell you. If you're not interested in this, that's fine. I'll provide you free information uh, on you know five times a week through my daily blog with USP Labs. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'll help you attain your goals as much as possible, but I'm not going to try to sell you because I am now out of this group. I don't want to have yes. a part of it. They, they, they foul me. They, make, they disgust me because the truth is they are no far. They're no different than uh, than a, a, what would you call it? An aerobics teacher of X amount of years ago. They're no different. They may have just changed the way they look. They still do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I post. I post on my wall. I have a laugh. It's just like you know. Tomorrow I'll do a century ride. What's a century ride? I'll ride. I'll cycle a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I'll cycle 100 miles. Well, I, I rode four. Really? That, that's just... That's just, that's just, that's just you rode four and then you posted on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Right? I think, one of, I think one of my downfalls in the industry has always been, and Lonnie certainly knows this better than anybody, is my general lack of interest in, in you know, copious amounts of money. I, I really haven't had a kind of burning desire to... Chase That's, not the That's not a downfall. Well, no, I I, I realize that. I I mean in the in the context of how you know the contemporary world views you know quote unquote success and you know all that type of thing. No, but that, that, I think. Go ahead, John. That that's not a downfall because in, in truth is this modern environment. All you're doing in now is just providing free information. It's not like any you know in in two thousand and let's say one someone say hey. I'll let you write on my website, and that way you're going to get exposed to a whole bunch of people who are going to buy your thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? It seems to me that all I'm doing is providing free information. Matter of fact, do you want to go through the exercises that are cued to me, and you go through YouTube, and you can figure out how much advertising revenue is being provided by those? I can guarantee you I'm not getting anything from them. Yeah, you know that's the one positive. Let's say not one positive, many. That's one of the positives of the present day market. We can actually positively influence the lives of people who are interested in having their lives positively influenced. But you have to get away from the silly smoke and mirrors and tribe, and the the tribal mentality. That's the problem. That doesn't sell. But and and you know what? And that's why I said I'm not interested in selling. 
You know, Phil, I think in the long run, I've always had this sort of quiet belief that although skepticism doesn't sell, and I think that's a Sagan quote, but um, I think in the long run, a sober return to reality, you know, does resonate with some people. Maybe sell's not the right word, but it does resonate with people who are smart enough to wise up. And, you know, Phil, Rob, Rob doesn't chase money. We, we all have jobs. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm a teacher. You know, Rob's a guard. You work. Everybody, we, we work. We don't just spend all day tweeting. Or like you say, Phil, you know, you know, sending out a newsletter like five times a day. It makes you wonder, well, what are these guys doing? You well, know? The, 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 the difference is, the difference is, and this, I, I, I learned this, and it was probably 2003 or 2004. I started to look around on, on the Internet when I was making all these writing articles and posting on forums and all this, and I'm going like, so where are all these people that do things? Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, and I'm starting to piece this all together, but, you know, I've got this ridiculous idea that that's something with me. You know, I'm not doing this correctly. <laughs> And I'm just like, you know, I, I know I'm a disagreeable lot. And I, you know, maybe it's something with me. And I wrote this book and said, and people, uh, a golf book, uh, which is really a, a book on sales in many ways. Um, it's, it's, it starts off with this is the golf book that has nothing to do with golf, right? But, you know, for someone who plays golf, they understand that. And I was going, now I'm talking to people next to them, you don't play golf, do you? No, you, you don't play golf. You really don't. Sometimes you'll take this horrible set of sticks out and you'll, you'll womp at it, but that's really not golf. You don't play golf. And I'm going like, wonderful. So I just wrote a golf book to a market that doesn't play golf. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, beautiful. So then later on, I wrote a book. I wrote a book about hockey. And then I started going, so none of you know how to skate, do you? So if I'm talking of doing my power skating drills and, uh, you know, really working the edges. You've got no idea what I'm talking about, do you? You don't skate. Okay, beautiful. Check two. Um, so uh, this is this is really moving well now. I wrote a book about snowboarding and biking. So uh, you don't snowboard or ski, do you? You don't like the cold. No, that, that's beautiful. Then I'm giving a class in a in a place, and I look outside the window. And I'm just bursting like a like a little schoolboy because this big hefty snow flurries are coming down, and I'm thinking, wonderful, who wants to get out right now and go play and go snowboarding right now? And I'm looking at this group of people, maybe seventy or so, and I'm going like, no reaction. How many of you ski? How many of you snowboard? And a couple of the girls put their hands up, maybe two or three at best. And I realize you don't do anything. This is the byproduct. This is the genera- or the, the, the children of the 80s children who grew up in front of a television set yeah. who don't do anything. So when I talk about this, they still don't do anything. And the best they can yeah. do, the best that the exercise industry can do is coerce them to go to the gym. And the truth is the last thing they need to be doing is they don't need to go to the gym. They need to go outside. Yeah. You know, you need to go and, you know it's, a, it's a great point. We're in the biggest society where people love to talk about doing things. Yeah. How, about, how about not do that? Go find your local community church. Go find your local church and say, look, you've got a quarter of an acre in the backyard. Why don't we do this? I'm going to get some lumber and make a picnic table. I'm then going to turn over that soil and we're going to put some, we're going to put some plants in. We're going to have free food for the group and maybe we'll have a nice picnic at the end of the summer. 
So I'm going to work that yard, I'm going to work hard, and it's good. It's going to improve the life of the community. That's what all this was supposed to do. I'm sorry. I, I hate to, you know, start throwing out either, you know, the Baron de Coubertin um, ideas, but that's what sport was meant to do. Yeah. And right now, an exercise, it's so far beyond, so far from that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you, well, like John said, you know, the people don't respond. You have this passion for something, and they're not responding because a lot of the things that you probably grew up around, you know, were exciting and and, and fulfilling, and they they've been so um, placated in a way. I don't know if that's the right word with. Um, Perfectly orchestrated soundtracks behind video games and, you know, uh, the multimedia experience and then socializing without being face to face. And all these things are very um, seductive, uh, but it's left them without that, you know, joy to vive kind of thing for getting out and actually loving to do stuff. You know, and I think sometimes, like a lot of us, maybe that stuff, you could see the natural connection with lifting now, necessarily. You know, it's been a very, there's been a very speedy transition from a generation that did things and didn't talk about it to a generation that talks about a lot, doing a lot of things and doesn't do it. Actually, they, actually just a, in my opinion, they talk a lot about not doing many things. In other words, they, they, they really don't, uh, you know, they don't, uh, you know, uh, I have this one, one group. So what I have now is uh, private groups, and our agreement is we never post a photo on Facebook of our meetings. We never make a, we never make an announcement of it. We don't want to have anything to do because there are people who do nothing and people who talk about it and people who just want to like our photos. So we don't yeah. mention a thing. So part of it is there's this older group, and they're just they're wonderful. They revitalize your life if you look at it. And they wanted to take they they wanted to take tango lessons, so they're taking and part of our classes I set them up taking tango lessons. What's the difference between that and they're going to the gym to dance to bad music? Yeah, right? so. They're having fun, adding value to their lives. Yeah, we have so far removed from that. And it's turned it into a comedic joke. And the sad part about it, because the advancements, or at least the, the knowledge that's available for, for proper exercise, for a healthy diet, and my gosh, the advancement in supplementations and supplementation makes makes the opportunity to excel extremely within reach. But you have to sort of push away that nonsense of marketing that that. That unfortunately, I personally believe, has destroyed much of the great benefits of the exercise sector. Yeah, and things have become so cheesy. Honestly, my, the students that I, that I graduate, uh, and we're just about out of time here, but yeah, is, they, the money is in reactive medicine, and which is a conversation of its own, I know, but. Uh, you know, they become physical therapists or physicians assistants or those sorts of things, um, but. The fitness side of it, the prevention side, which is something you'd like to see revered, you know, and translated to people in the proper way. Uh, it, it, the fitness industry is so cheesy and scattered and chaotic, uh, and there's so many people that don't really have any kind of credentials and everything. It, there's no money. These, you know, I'm, I'm very concerned for the students that graduate if they don't go into the reactive side, like I said, physical therapy or medicine in some way, then uh, or nutrition, you know. 
what are they going to do for a living? They're going to enter a market that's chaotic. You know, there's no single type of licensure or respectability or, you know, there's hundreds of different certifications. And like we said, everybody's an expert and everybody's behaving so self-aggrandizingly uh, and cheesy and, you know, and falsely. Uh, there's there's not going to be a lot of money for it in them, I'm afraid. Well, you know? and, and pardon me for putting it this way. But uh, and I said this because I had a, an announcement at an event in 2008 saying that my days of giving public certified classes are now done. You are now going to have to be vetted into my group and sponsored. And if someone doesn't work out, I'm kicking the person out who's sponsored. So you better be careful, or you're going to end your career with me. Yeah. And what I said to them at that time: we are going to go through a 15 to 10 to 15 year period in the exercise industry where many people that are working in it will not be, will not be. And some people said, will not be. They'll lose the job and go, oh, my gosh, what should we do? What should we do? And I said, wait for it. Most of them deserve to be cleansed out of the industry. <laughs> Most of them deserve. They need to be cleansed. Uh, they all need, many of them need to go. That's a good closing thought. <laughs> that is. Um, yeah, because we're just over. And, uh, no, John, uh, thanks for joining us. It's been can a great I, show. Can I Two comments. Do you mind? Of course. First of all, uh, first of all, as I noted uh, to your viewers, I am here not to sell a single thing. I do not want to promote the sales of one item. However, free is very expensive, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And this show is provided by people who I do not have a stake in, who provide their work for free. And they do so for the love of something that none of you may know, what was once a wonderful, wonderful area called the Iron Game, where we built communities, where we built good people, and we understood what all this meant. So please, if you have a chance, and without them really aware of this, go to their website and find a little donate button. Put in what you can afford, not only what you can afford, but respect what they do. Thank you, John. Thanks, it's about time that someone in this industry, besides the fact of not stealing everything from everyone else and taking credit so that an entire era thinks, oh, well, that was his work. Because we all know, and we can come up with some names of shock people, it's just stolen work. And yes, I can translate very well myself. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I nice. very nice. well. And someone knows, exactly. you gentlemen know who I'm talking of. And build careers. It's about time people are rewarded, compensated in some degree. And while I do not expect you to be compensated anywhere close to your abilities, gentlemen, I hope that listeners think, you know what, maybe I can throw a few dollars here or a few dollars there into the pool. Right on. Secondly, approximately three weeks from now is a very important date in history. It's a, a date that many people don't remember anymore. And though they are few, far removed, you must remember a date in June where beaches were landed and saved our world from tyranny. You know, each one of us has to ask something of ourselves. And we tend to forget we were raised, we are grandchildren and children of men who landed on beaches to save our world. Remember that day. And if you don't know, what that day is, come by Phil's Wall and learn a little bit of it. 
understand there is greatness within, and we have to ask of ourselves something great. And with that, if you are in this silly nonsense exercise world, remember that it comes from a time where we built communities. And there's not any of us on the radio right now talking who would have entered, who entered the exercise game without understanding we positively influence the lives of our people. Whether they weigh 175 pounds or 275 pounds, our goal is to be a positive influence. That's what the beauty of the exercise game once was, and it should be. Very nice. No, yeah, that's beautiful. Yep. One of the most profound things this show has ever uh, presented <laughs> listeners, so thank you. A mission statement, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it is great. Thank you, John. Um, until next time, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding, um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org uh, store. Uh, we also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. Hey, IronRadio.org listeners, this is Lonnie Lowry, and I'm just bringing you a sneak peek only for Iron Radio listeners at this point. If you Google CRC Press, Lowry, L-O-W-E-R-Y, and Protein, you can be some of the first people on the planet to see this book. It's specifically for strength athletes, Everything on the safety of high-protein diets, the efficacy, the dosing, the types, practical applications, and case studies. This is a textbook. It's not what I would call an industry book. This is not pseudoscience. This is the state-of-the-art science. And if someone wants to critique you on your extra protein intake, this will be something you can hold up and say, this is what the liter literature says about stressed kidneys or bone loss or gout or dehydration or increased muscle mass over time or leanness or what types are best this is the ultimate source in one place little disclosure here i do make a single digit percentage of royalties on this book it's such a low amount however obviously i haven't done it for that purpose i did it because like you i want to have something i can hold up in one place that's modern literature instead of what a, perhaps a health educator might tell you about the benefits and the potential concerns if there are any on ample protein diets specific to a population like ours. Thank you. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.